And welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today I have Amy Cunningham from Thief and Bandit. Finally, <laughs> I've been trying to make this happen for 18 months. Pre-COVID. <laughs> way, way pre-COVID, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, how are you doing today? I'm good. How Thank are you? Thank you for coming. I'm, I'm, I'm actually good. I'm, yeah. I'm good. You know how, you know, you just say you're good, but yeah. like, I'm, I'm really good. Um, yeah, so Thief and Bandit is like, let's actually start with Corona, right? So, so I think it was March or something. Anyway, March 15th, my birthday. What? <laughs> yeah, that's when everything like, how did you like, so, so do you have a plan for your birthday? Uh, yeah, we actually went out um, to a, a bar with some friends, but we were, it was really at that cusp of like, should we be doing this right now? Um. And then after that was basically the last time we saw our friends, and then the lockdown happened. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I guess for you, how was that? Like just with the business? Yeah. Well, we closed it down. Um, kind of did this thing where we we ran a sale right before Ooh. the lockdown, so it was a little bit scary because we got a ton of orders, and mm. then we had to send our staff home. So I spent about a week contacting customers, asking them if they wanted to, you know, cancel their order, if they just wanted to wait. And of all the orders we had, we only had one person want to cancel it and mm. everyone else was fine with waiting. So that was really quite nice so that when we got back into the studio and the um, the seamstresses sort of trickled in. Mm. But um, my husband, Johnston, who's our head screen printer, he was able to go in by himself and work um, and sort of build up the fabric so that when everyone came back, we were nice. good to go. So it actually worked out pretty well. So we didn't have to close down mm. completely. You know, we're still able to ke keep the money rolling in a little <laughs> bit anyway. <laughs> so let, let's rewind a bit. Um, why did you start Thief and Bandit? Well, it was, I feel like, out of necessity almost. In what way? <laughs> um, well, I went to school for art, mm -hmm. for painting and sculpture. And, you know, I was trying to find a way to make a living off my art. Mm -hmm. um, at, I mean, we're, we're talking, um, gosh, what year? 2008, 2007, 2008. I was living in Richmond, Virginia with Johnston. Um, sort of newly married, um, sort of trying to figure out the what I was going to do with my career as an artist. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually was invited to be in a t-shirt art show, you know, just creating a design on a t-shirt. Oh, your design on a t-shirt. Yeah, okay. just like a drawing or whatever. And um, I just did a very intricate drawing on a t-shirt with the different colored Sharpies. And the response to it was really great mm -hmm. and i've always loved fashion it's been something that i've been obsessed with since i was a little girl in fact i wanted to be a fashion designer before i got into drawing and art making mm -hmm. and um you know i just i don't know one of my friends kind of all kind of fell into place in a weird way one of my friends uh, suggested that i i start trying screen printing she wanted to show me how to screen print which is 
a process that I never actually did in art school. So I fell in love with the process of screen printing. It's, uh, it's, it's really hands-on. Yeah, it sure is, yes. <laughs> what do you love about it? Well, I love working with my hands, and oh. I always have. So mm -hmm. um, I think the different screens, the different combinations of colors, it was like painting, but it was really quick. Mm. And even the mistakes that you make can be quite beautiful, which is always something I'm really inspired by. Mm. Um, yeah, so, you know, I I started making these T-shirts these and people, my friends, giving them to my friends. And then I think my husband and I took a trip back to New York and... I had a backpack full of them, and we just started selling them on the street outside of bars. And uh, it was like a nice way to make some money off my art. You know, mm -hmm. it's like whatever you can do to make money. At this point, I was waiting tables. And, and, and you know, I just got really interested in, like, screen printing. And I got inspired even by the, like, the misprinted T-shirts, which I would shred and make jewelry out of. Oh. So I, And that was another thing I used to do when I was a kid. I, I would just, I was constantly making something whether mm. it be art you know drawing painting jewelry whatever crafting i was always working with my hands mm -hmm. so it was kind of taking me back you know I, art school was really serious and there was a lot of theory involved in in art making which wasn't very inspiring to me but now that that was behind me mm. i kind of got back to my roots of being an artist or a maker you mm. know and it was it was really it was actually really exciting you know <laughs> and uh um and it had that diy element which i've oh, i'm obviously really into as well so yeah so um yeah i mean i could keep going and keep Please. telling you so, all so, the so. whole the spiral <laughs> the snowball yeah exactly i mean yeah. how do you go from like printing t-shirts to this well it it was it's it's been 10 years you know it's been mm. 10 years since i started and um it's actually been really really nice because I've been able to kind of work through my mistakes and sort of add people into the mix and collaborate. So one thing is I don't sew. I I do not know how to sew. But um, when we were living in Richmond and I was printing the t-shirts, then I started doing some scarves and jewelry and we were going to craft fairs and like really hitting the ground running with that and uh, starting to bring in some income. And I also, this is kind of a really huge part of it, is when I really decided to take the business super seriously, I was pregnant with our first child. Oh, so, wow. and I feel like that really kickstarted my, um, I got to get this going mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that I have something to work on after I have this baby. And, you know, like, I want to be a mom, but I also want to maintain my practice mm -hmm. in some way, you know. So, um, you know, our, our our oldest, Wolfgang, he was four months old, and Johnston and I were were traveling, um, doing craft shows with him. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it That's was... That's crazy. They really, like, our children have really been a super, uh, well, important part of the process, you know. Mm -hmm. They just come with us, and <laughs> we... And I think they really enjoy it, and they're really proud of their mom and the business that Johnston and I have created so it's been great but but yeah to get back to your question like mm -hmm. I I started to think about how the the, the printed t-shirt could put could be more you know and then I, I honestly wanted to start making clothes for Wolfgang because I thought man like it would be really cool to see these prints on him 
So I hired um, a student from the fashion department at Virginia Commonwealth University, where Johnston and I did some teaching. Mm. And she came in and what were you teaching? Uh, our foundation. Oh, yeah. So see now, that's what something I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I I taught our foundation, so uh, essentially it was I actually ta- taught some sculpture classes as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of uh, those students came to work for me. Oh, which, and I'm still in contact with them now. So this was ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so yeah. The the um, the baby leggings then turned into adult leggings. And then we just kept, as the years kept going on, we kept adding new garments, new styles, and and then flash forward to today, and we're doing so much stuff. Well, at what point did you know? I mean, obviously, by the time it it grew, you knew okay, there's something here. But at what point did you decide on that name? Because that name, I think that like you know the the pieces look great, but that name is distinct. Yeah. Well, I I feel like. I mean, think most artists would agree or creative people would agree is, agree that inspiration is everywhere. So we do a lot of stealing and taking, and I'm just very upfront about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you have to make it your own. Definitely. But when people ask me, like, what are your inspirations? It's really hard for me to pinpoint mm. because it's literally everywhere. Like, I'll see a color combination, you know, on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. You know, ink washing down the drain you know and i'm like oh wow that's that's a really great color combo which could inspire a new print colorway mm-hmm. it could maybe even inspire a new print so i just i i like i like the kind of cheeky nature of the name um but yeah that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> one of my... I, I, I steal a little bit but we, we all do yeah all, no. all great artists do actually it's true one of my favorite like uh, artist that I follow on Instagram, read his books. His name is Austin Cleon, and he has a book called Still Like an Artist. Mm. And, like, he has these 10 kind of, like, not commandments, but, like, how to still like an artist. Right. And and it's true, because, like, you know, what is inspiration? You see something you like, and you want to make it your own, right? So, right. yeah. So, like, I love the name. And then, then, so, Virginia, when did you move to Halifax, and why did you move to Halifax? It was 2012. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, we were pregnant with our middle child, mm-hmm. and we didn't have health insurance. So I just... I, In that, the United States. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, Mm-mm. I said, this is a great opportunity to yeah. um, move back home to yeah. Canada. Yeah. And, and then my mom and dad, they were here, too. Oh. So, of course, there was that added element of help with the kids. Yeah. And, you know, Johnson and I were pretty much self-employed. Mm. Um, so we just made the, made, the, made the change, made the move. I mean, I moved around a lot growing up so it wasn't a big deal for me for Johnston I think it it was but I was I was happy to get home and I also just knew how you know uh, Wolfgang had bumped his head and gotten seven stitches and it was three thousand dollars so I I just thought you know we're gonna have two boys like oh boy yeah (laughs) and we're artists like let's go home let's get the healthcare. we'll start up the business and his art career can we'll work on that there and so far, so good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I mean, it's crazy that, like, America, this super prosperous nation, 
doesn't have like work i remember like when i tell my friends in the u.s that oh I, you know like my knee hurt or something and i just went to the hospital and i got x-rays and mm -hmm. blah 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 and, and justin is gonna kill me <laughs> but like um uh and then i walked out right and mm -hmm. i didn't pay anything and they're like how is that possible i'm like how is that not possible I know. anyway yeah okay so that that led you to move here right. and like did you just get into tape and bandy right away or right away i was hiring people before we moved i was contacting <laughs> i like you were pregnant when you was like oh, yes. no. oh so that was God. again it was kind of like okay here we go <laughs> i I, I think I work well under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, in you you moved right straight down to Halifax, or yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were able. My my mom and dad actually found us a house that was a pretty affordable, and we just said, okay, we didn't even see it. We mm. just got it, and yeah, it it all kind of. I mean, obviously, there's. I'm probably forgetting like a lot of the things that were hard about it, but um, you know, I know Johnston had a hard time because his family lives there, and, mm -hmm. and of course, we're moving here to be close to my family. But um, but yeah, it was pretty smooth transition, and um, I called the Dalhousie costume department to ask for uh, potential uh, seamstresses to come work for me, and mm -hmm. I was able to find two, and I chatted with them over the phone, and. As soon as we got here, I set up a little studio in our house uh, for one of them to work in. And we did that for a little while. And we set up our print studio in the garage. We actually built a garage onto our house to house the um, the print table. Yeah, I've been to your studio and the print table is like, how long is that thing? It's huge. 17 feet. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking, did you have that in your house? It was in the we built a garage for it. It's massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, well, we learned um, the the process of that repeat printing. So we print um, fabric yardage. So literally, a sixty inch, five foot roll of fabric will roll down the table and then um, print it like wallpaper, mm. wallpaper printing. And we actually before we left Richmond. We were introduced to um, this gentleman who had a wallpaper printing company. He printed wallpaper for historical films. Oh. Um, yeah, so he was he was working on the Lincoln film. Yeah, and anyway, um, yeah, he showed us the process of doing it. So we took notes, and then we got here, and Johnston really took that project on. And uh, yeah, he he made it. He made the table and he made it work. I mean, there was some trial and error, obviously, but before that, what were you printing? Like, what, what were you? Oh, how... just like I was printing. I was the printer. Oh. So, and I was pretty pregnant, so I was printing just small little tables of fabric. It mm. wasn't anything with the repeat happening. It was very. It seems crazy that I was doing that then. <laughs> And super pregnant too. Yeah, yeah. And then another thing, like your studio, I swear to God, like every time I come to your studio, I'm like, you should have like a like a, a day where people just come and see what happens in there, mm -hmm. because like with each, so when you, when you see the clothes and then each pattern, it's like a different like each color is a different thing. Yeah. And then you kind of have to do it like, so if it's four or five colors, you have to do it five times. Right. And you have to do it five times for this massive thing. Right, yeah. 
It's a <gasps> lot. It's a lot of work, but it the the result is really great. Right, and right, right. It's really that the whole process is really magical, and I think my my artistic sensibility comes through in how it's done, mm. and um, you know, there's always little you know offset elements in the print and it makes it unique it's not so much oh no we got to scrap this it's mm. like well you know it's hand printed there's going to be little um differences in the print job and it's going to make it special for our customers and for the most part mm -hmm. people are really interested and excited about uh, and it's all done in-house too yeah yeah um so when did you move from the from the guards to the place in, in Barrington Street? Yeah, well that was a year and a half ago. I what led say. to that move? No, just space. <laughs> we we were we were crowded. We actually moved out of the garage and into a another small space where our seamstresses were just working in that small space and then we just decided like this is you know, it's time. It's mm -hmm. time to to take the plunge and you know pay the big rent. And uh, we got we found this beautiful twenty two hundred square foot studio, and we could do it all there together, mm -hmm. which was really great. And it's worked out. Like our sales have gone up, so we're able to afford it. And um, our staff are really happy with with their their working space as well and their conditions and stuff. So yeah, it's great. That's great. Um, so, and you, you said two years ago was a move? It's like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did like it look like what it looked like now right away or? Um, not really, no, because, well, we had a showroom in the space, um, which was directly in the center of the space. So customers could come in and actually shop. But the process was happening around them, which was pretty special. Mm -hmm. But then with COVID, um, we had to socially distance more. Um, so we wanted the seamstresses to be to have their space. And we uh, had to close down the showroom. So um, we closed the showroom. So we, we don't have customers coming in and out. But um, but as you know, we're opening a retail space. So um, did you did you start online right away? At what point, actually, at what point did you start the online shop? It was pretty much immediately. Yeah, I, I started an Etsy shop. So um, that my, was while you were here in Virginia. That was in Virginia. Okay. So that was in two thousand nine, and uh, yeah, that that was that was pretty great because we got featured uh, early on, um, like on the main page of Etsy with that their is like awesome. with their maker series, and that really like you know kickstarted the business, mm -hmm. and um, that mixed with all the. Um, uh craft fairs that we were doing um just a combination of those things and handing out postcards and you know just trying to build hype kind of thing mm. was great because we had quite an online presence before we moved to halifax mm. so for the most part all of our our sales were in the states mm. so we were shipping a lot to the states from here and now since we've been here for a while it's almost like half and half we've got a lot of canadian customers mm. which is really nice yeah. yeah and so when did the move from etsy to your, like your own website happen well we still have the etsy page actually yeah because oh. we do get a lot of traffic there um it was probably you know 20 it was 2012 really when we moved here that we started our website but we actually changed platforms um last year 
to a Shopify site and we had a local designer um, come in and and upgrade. And it's been like gangbusters since then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Why did you decide to switch to Shopify? Um, just, I think the platform was a little bit better and then there's the like in integration with Instagram and the shoppable Instagram, I think, has really been helpful. Let's so. talk about Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram is nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know, like over 30,000 people now. Um, when did our one start? Um, when did we start the Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Back in Virginia, right, right when Instagram came, I can't, I can't remember what year that was, but I started yeah, I started the Thief and Bandit. When it was the weird blue little yes, thing. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I remember my friend showing me, because it, it was like, I thought it was just like a different Facebook. I didn't know what this thing was. Mm -hmm. But like, did you see where it was going? And oh, is it like like your artistic sense? Yeah, I I was pretty inspired by the platform right from the beginning. Also because it was a way for me to show our process. Mm. And that's really what it's been for the most part. You mm. know, it's... It's what gets the most engagement is when you're actually showing how things are made mm. and just the love and attention to detail and, you know, um, the collaborative um, element, too, which is really inspiring to me. So, yeah, it's been I mean, right now we're almost at 40,000 followers. Yep. So I was wrong. <laughs> it's crazy. How do, you, how do you manage? Like, do you have someone that manages it? Um, My assistant, Katie, and I, we both. Um, Wait, what doesn't she do? <laughs> what I know, Katie is... <laughs> what doesn't she Katie do? Katie is our everything girl, as you know. Um, but yeah, she she was actually a model of mine. Um, that's how I met her. And well, yeah, I was just about to ask who she met at, at to model. Tiffany. She was like, yeah, I met her and we, we she did some modeling for me. And then when she graduated from art school, actually, she I, I asked her if she wanted to work for me. She, I actually hired her under the START program. Here um, and uh, it it was it's great and so since then she's been doing back end website stuff. Well, she was our shop girl and then when that stopped, she started working on website and doing more social media. Now she's tackling our TikTok page, which and that is, one is also crazy too. Yeah, like you know what you you um Tiffany is so forward with things because like most people didn't see tiktok as like that thing kids do but you use it in a different way well i mean i'll i gotta be honest like katie's the one who spearheaded that project um i'm a little bit it's a little <laughs> overwhelming to me just tiktok in general but yeah i think it's really cool it's it's really diy like there's a mm. lot of diy culture in there and a lot of kids and i'm saying kids because there are kids you know on there that are you know making their own stuff and sharing how they make things and um you know i think that's really inspiring you mm -hmm. know i'm really i love the youth you know i I, and I think it's really important as a designer and somebody who's got to be you know aware of trends whether it be in fashion or you know social media or whatever i need to to be aware of that. So I think it's important to have these, bring in these kids like right out of art school to like teach me like what's what's happening, you know? I mean, I'm, I feel like my, my finger's on the pulse pretty well, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I just, I'm inspired by other people. So I really do think that Thief and Bandit is a 
collaborate. I feel like it's a collaborative art project because I have these talented seamstresses and I have my designer, Mitch, that that works with me. And he is, you know, we, we're just constantly vibing off of each other. And mm. it's just a really beautiful, like, thing just to see it all come together. And I mean, essentially, it's my vision. Um, you know, I am the creative director and the owner of the company. But um, I just, I really love, like, hearing everyone's idea and, and, and making sure that my employees feel like they are creatively fulfilled in their job, you know. Mm. One thing I've noticed um, is that, you know, and that, like, over the years of working with, like, my Avengers, as I call them, is you, it's okay to be good, but you are as good as the people you work with, right? Mm -hmm. So it matters a lot how you choose the people that work for you. What is your process when I, like, come, what is your process for hiring people that work mm -hmm. at Thief and Bandit? Mm -hmm. Well, um... Most of the people that have been with me, especially for a long time, have been recommended by professors at their school. Mm. So I, um, as someone who used to teach, you know, you always see that kid that's like, wow, they're a go-getter. Like, they've got their shit together, you know. Mm. And I um, I have relationships with the um, professors at NASCAD and, and at Dow and Every once in a while, I check in with them and I say, hey, do you have anybody who you think would be a good fit for me? Mm. And it's unbelievable. Like, their recommendations are always, like, perfect. I mean, obviously, I meet them and I want to vibe with them. Mm -hmm. I want somebody <clears throat> who is uh, kind. You know, I think that's really important to have. We don't. I don't like a lot of, uh, you know, stitch and bitch kind of things happening. I want everyone to be, uh, like, on the same page and... Uh, you know, constructive criticism is important. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, I can kind of tell when they walk in, like if it's going to work or not, you know, and there's <laughs> always like that. There's a little bit of a style element too, where yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, like I like your style. I think this is going to work. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and everyone there just has this vibe about them. Like the, you know, it's like the thief and bandit spirit around them. Mm -hmm. Cause like the, the, uh, I guess, willing to try things open to listening to what and then they like are not afraid to speak their mind right yeah. so how do you get it get your staff to feel comfortable to bring ideas and stuff to you i'm just constantly like what do you think mm. what do you think what do you think you know you know and that's like um yeah, we have um, our weekly meetings on Monday mornings, and we just... Monday morning! Monday morning! Oh, my God! <laughs> How did you choose Monday morning? Because, actually, that's a... Anyway, finish. Okay. I'll it's tell you start, something about... It's, it's the start of the week, you yeah. know? Like, and, and I'll be honest, like, I haven't always been the most organized boss. Uh, you know, again, I'm not a business person. I... Well, I think I am a business person, but, like, I didn't go to school for business. I went to school for art. You know, I'm a creative person first and foremost so navigating having a staff and trying to make sure that all of their needs are fulfilled and my needs are fulfilled as a business owner has been mm. really tricky over the years and mm. I'm I've learned a lot you know and I, I haven't been perfect that's so I, I'm very honest with them I think that's I think showing humility is really important mm. um like you know, I'm, I'm, I don't walk in there like, we're going to, you know, this is how it's going to go and you better listen to me. That's not the 
way that I work. Uh, I've never felt comfortable if I had a boss like that, which I have in the past. Oh, no. You know? <laughs> and like, I, I just, I, I mean, you know, but it is, it is a, there's a fine line because you obviously want to make sure that yeah. stuff gets made yeah. and, yeah. and in a timely fashion, you know. But um, I think the people that have decided to stick with me, I have heart to hearts with them. Um, if they have an issue, I'm always like, please come talk to me. Like, I'm, you know, whether it be personal or business related, like mm. I'm here for, I feel like I'm a mom of three boys, you know, and I, I, I like caring for people. So I, I, I almost feel like I'm, I'm the mother to my staff as well, you know, mm. but um, I, I think we have pretty good relationships. So yeah, it's, it's a nice, you know, you were at the shop, you were filming, you know, it's a nice little community and um, it is. I feel like we all get really excited when good things happen. So yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say about the oh yeah. So why did you decide on Monday for meetings? Just beginning of the week. Yeah, you know, it's a that, fresh week. I know. And you know, most people don't like Mondays, but if you can get people into that. You know, let's start this day to plan the next couple of days. It works like magic. So, yeah. oh, that's, that's a nice trick. The new space, what, what's the story behind the new space? Like, is it, did it come out of COVID or because you lost the yes, showroom? Essentially, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a weird story with that because my Mitch, my designer, he, he was. <laughs> They're always finding stuff for me on Kijiji or uh, Facebook Marketplace. Oh, Amy, you need to get this. You need to get that. He was like, Amy, you need to get this vending machine because we could sell like accessories. Mass would be really cool, like little art project, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, let's get it. Not even thinking. Anyway, long story short is we have this giant vending machine, but no place to put it. We thought we could put it at the top of the stairs at the production space and like customers could come in and, and get them. You know, we're making um, non-medical masks and, and that kind of thing. And um, anyway, the machine doesn't work. And the, machine doesn't, <laughs> the work? machine doesn't work. And it was just this like crazy thing. But in the process of trying to find a space for it, mm. I found a space for it. Oh. And it's a, it was a space actually I was looking at pre-COVID. And it was rented. But during COVID, it actually fell through. So... I was able to get a deal on it. It's literally across the street from the production space, ground floor, you know, decent rent. I signed a year lease to start. Mm. And I thought, you know, this will be a really interesting, like, art project. I, I kind of seeing it as it's a concept shop in that sense. We'll be selling Thief and Bandit. But then, of course, as as we've gotten going with it, I'm like, well, you know, a lot of craft fairs are canceled. I have a lot of friends who are crafters, like locally, I could bring them in and um, they could help, you know, I could try to help them sell their, their wares over the holiday season because they're not going to have the greatest outlet for that. Mm -hmm. So now I'm kind of, again, it's like, it's like this co collaborative um, collective of, of makers who will be shown in this, you know, beautiful space. And, and um, I'm making a lot of the fixtures and um i feel like a lot of times with my business i design all the prints but I'll, sometimes i get so involved in the back end logistics of the business that my making goes to the wayside and that's uh that's a bit frustrating um so i'm i'm making uh sort of sculptural elements for the space so it'll be a really unique um adventure 
you know, but... When is it, like, is it opening soon, or...? October 15th is our soft opening. I think we're going to do some, like, private appointments for a few days just to uh, kind of feel it out, how it's going to go, and then it'll be open to the public um, after that. I'm going to say, like, the 20th. We haven't really decided on an official public opening day, but it'll mm. be a shop that's open 10 to 7. Um, again, I don't have the ex exact dates yet, but... Yeah. We'll figure it out. Okay. Once we once we get the data, it would be great to like actually have people in this space because it's super beautiful, well lit. Mm -hmm. Um and this whole collaboration thing, I'm I'm loving the idea of it. But one thing that is already at the store and I saw the other day was the was the eagle with a snake. Yeah. Is that like the logo for Thieven Bandit or uh, it's 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 definitely like an iconography that is in my prints. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and I kind of like the play off Thief and Bandit with the eagle with the snake in its talons. Um, but I, I'm really inspired by like wildlife and creatures, um, like snakes, whatever. Um, and flora and fauna, like that's something that's, that's a, an element that's gone through my sculpture and painting and, you know, it's just always something that's there, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to have a cool image instead of the logo of the brand mm. just to get people kind of what is happening here yeah kind of yeah, interest. yeah yeah um, eventually we'll put up some like vinyl thief and bandit like somewhere but um but yeah and how did you choose the color because one is green and one is golden uh it's like a white eagle and a oh white and, yeah. yeah yeah i don't know i I don't know. Okay, so I know you have a um like with the that's kind of where your focus is on now, getting this new space uh up and running, but once it's done, what's next? Mm, that's a good question. I'll probably just continue to, to do my print design. Um I'm constantly drawing, sketching, doodling, and those those things have sort of like fall into the wayside a little bit i'm trying to work on everything at once right now mm. um but we will be planning for for more collections i mean one thing that is really exciting is i bought a loom um a while ago off of an, an ex-employee mm. um, who moved to england she was selling this beautiful loom and for a, for a while there we were using our scraps um so we have a lot of scrap fabric Obviously, we're cutting fabric. We've got these beautiful hand-printed scraps. We're always trying to find ways to repurpose, reuse. We mm -hmm. do patches. You know, we we make little accessories out of them. Um, but for a minute there, we were um, weaving our scraps. And oh. it actually is, it, it becomes this, like, beautiful um, sort of tapestry kind of situation. So yeah. what I want to do is get the, um, we have an employee who is a, a textile artist and she's going to set the loom up and we're going to start weaving. How big is the loom? It's probably like 10, I don't know, eight by 10. I know it's pretty big. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. It's been in storage for a while, but yeah, it's going to be really exciting because I like Johnston. We, I love repur repurposing and I don't, I have a hard time throwing things away and not like him, <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, it, it's gonna be really cool because we'll make garments out of these um, woven uh, like tapestries, which is gonna be really really exciting. So we've we've done it in the past, and it's the results are great. It's a it's very time consuming. Yeah. So um, but 
I'm excited about that. I'm excited about um, bringing in um, more artisans into the concept shop, um, making more video. Like I'm, I'm always thinking of things to do. I will never be bored. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't understand how people get bored. I, I don't, don't. Yeah, I, I know. don't understand it. I know. And my kids are like, I'm bored. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'll figure out something for you to do. Come here. <laughs> oh man um when i had justin here i said uh i was gonna get you two together and i need to make that happen because yeah. like you know it's like there's him and there's yuna i want to see how you come together to make that magic happen okay. yeah. but thank you so much for coming thank on the you. podcast and i can't wait to see the new space once it's open yeah thank you so much mm-hmm.